Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Eric's Family Barbecue uses only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. We all know their brisket is the best, but have you tried their pulled pork, pork ribs, or rib tips? Amazing, and their sides are all house-made. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meat, mesquite, repeat. Make the trip. You won't be sorry. Sorry, go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to Wednesday. It is 545. This is the morning sickness. My name's John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. There is Brett Fesley. Somewhere is Big Dick Toledo. And uh, off and running we go for opening night here uh, of uh, Suns Basketball sports crazed town that we can be the bandwagon season is back now i am the first to admit i bandwagon right back on with this team a couple years ago three in fact during the bubble i started saying all right let's keep an eye on this started getting back into basketball again seemed like they had everything uh, figured out it's fun to watch there's uh, 12 amazing teams most of them in the west the suns became one this is the year we're going to find out whether or not suns fans only want a first-place team. This will be the year we find out if they're in fourth or fifth and kind of meandering through the middle of the Western Conference. If the Suns fans are like, well, if they're not first, you know, we got the Ricky Bobby situation. You ain't first, you, uh, you're last. Can they deal with the implosion potential? I don't, I don't think there's going to be an implosion. I mean, that's what, that's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Is the, are the fans going to consider fourth and fifth, sixth seed an implosion? When really what it is is, you're the fifth or sixth best team in a great conference. You know, but they'll consider it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I mean, where are the Suns fans now? Was this two and a half year run enough for them to lock in during a, you know, a 55 win campaign? Last year, you know, with their 64, 65 wins, they, they, you know, you lose 16, 17 times a year. It feels pretty good all year long. Also, could be, a, you know, a, a dark cloud lifted. With the Sarver out of the picture. Well, I don't know how much he had to do. If he was the dark cloud, they won 65 games under a dark cloud. So that's going to be hard to do no matter what. We'll see. It starts tonight. Oh, brother. 
And hopefully already, DeAndre Ayton has had his controllers uh, uncharged and taken away. Hidden, in fact. Hidden so he spends time at night looking for them and getting more and more angry, knowing they're there somewhere, uh, but just can't find them. If they take away his control, and then where's my weed? I can't find my weed. And I need some mangoes. And they take all that away from him and make him eat like English muffins and eggs and uh, no video games. He's got to watch Wheel of Fortune or something. He can't find his, his remote for his smart TV. He's not watching anything on streaming. All oh, that streaming service. I'll tell you what. A TV has not gotten better with what's going on. It is a cumbersome, clumsy disaster. Okay, old man. No. When you used to turn a television on and it was on, that was great. I have TVs. Uh, I was sitting in the uh, in a different room last night, and I was like, well, we'll watch The, the Patient with Steve Carell on Hulu. And this one it's in here. Well, Hulu comes on, does the thing, says you need to sign in. It's been a little bit on this television. I'm like, all right, I got an, a long email. Got to remember that. I know my password. I, I get it in there, and they're like, yeah. See, this password is being used on another TV. We don't like it. It's across too many Disney platforms. Let's change that password. What you need to do now to watch TV in your own house that you pay for, go to a computer. Don't do this on your phone. And change your password, please. Go to another device. Change that. And then it'll send you an activation code through your email. You can tell us about it on the TV. So I do it. I change my password. It's now different. I got to try to remember that. Go back in there. Hit the thing that says activate. It says, it's been a little while since you went and changed that uh. password. What you need to do is log back in with the new password. We'll send you another code. And I'm like, you how little I want to watch this f- television show now. now. Like zero interest in trying. You should just turn the TV on. And then what channel is Hulu? Five? Okay. Five. That's it. Well, oh, Netflix the doubled ass. their subscribers. Can you believe and that? The guy, well, they've doubled it, but the guy from Paramount said, uh, we're not keeping these streaming prices. You realize that. He just basically sat in a meeting and They're said, going up. you know, we're, it'll be double. Oh. Like, we're, we're just baiting you. Everybody the, knows that. The I CEO mean, yeah. of Paramount went out, and his business plan was, you guys aren't going to get used to this, are you? Don't, don't get used to this. Because that four ninety nine thing with commercials... That's going to be the $10 option with commercials soon. And then if you want no commercials, uh, the Platinum Pack is going to cost you about 25 I give credit bucks. for being straight because we all kind of knew it. But, yeah. you know, but there, yeah, nobody none, wants to admit None of them it. have said this is, uh, this is what the drug dealers do. Your first few bites are, are, are good prices. Yeah, it was such a just pain. Just a ass. nibble. Oh, I wanted to throw that remote right through the TV because it just kept giving me a little tiny thing on the bottom. Yeah, we got your new password, and that's good. You did that good. Um, but you waited between getting it to coming in here. We didn't like that. So let's just shut this TV off for a little while and think about what we've done. You've been shamed? I got shamed by my television. I got Yeah, I got fully shamed by my own TV. It's not right. I'm like, I like the fact that I pay for you and I should just be able to, to turn you on. God damn it. Shame. No TV. No, I just want to watch Shame. Steve Carell's new show. I- Shame. I, I, I don't remember my password. How, how, how is that shameful? Shame. Yeah, I don't like that they make you change your password. It's mine. You need to change that. No, I don't. Uh, that's up to me. That's up to me. Yeah, we don't like that it's on five different platforms. Well, they don't have five platforms. Let me log in once. For twenty ninety nine. you can have it without a password. <laughs> how about for twenty ninety nine? you never change your password again? I mean, there's going to be some real crooked Indians that are going to steal your password and take your identity. 
That's going to happen anyway. That happened before. I'm on my second identity theft, and it's all because of this stuff. I'm more than willing to sign up for that. Trust me. I know I'm getting my identity stolen. Everybody's identity's been stolen. It's just whether or not you found out. Oh, that was... And then I watched the show's 30 minutes long. I spent about 14 minutes getting the password straight. And the show's on 30 minutes. And I'm like, well, that wasn't worth it. That was an hour. Yeah. Uh, I just... uh, It's just not... It's not a more streamlined system. DirecTV stinks. Cable stinks. But at least it was just on. There you go. And you pick your shot. Well, that's the problem. Somebody now talks about, uh, oh, yeah, have you been watching this? What what uh, services yeah, what, are what, what, what I got to figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's on Fandango. Or, yeah. Wait, it's on who? No, wait, it's on Apple. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You never used to have to ask that. Nope. What network is that on? I don't know. I think it's on Channel 5. You'll find it. Hit the guide button. <laughs> yeah, we had a system. We had a system. It wasn't bad. This new thing. Passwords. Every time I turn my TV. Passwords. That's got to be the scourge of the last 15 years, passwords. I mean, I got, I've been, I'm, everybody can relate to it. We've all been burned by that situation where you're like, I don't know it. Well, we can't help you then. I don't know my password. So then you scramble around. I've got probably five or six accounts that will never open again because I tried to three-time the password and they just shut me out. And you need to contact the the main place, which I don't even know what that means. Contact our main house. I'm like, okay, I don't know. You guys have two or three hundred of my dollars that are sitting somewhere in some account. I just, when I first started doing the, the crypto thing, I got an account with uh, this thing, and they changed your password to what they wanted it to be. Like, here's your new password. And I, or put in your, I like when they said, put your password in. Okay, that's not a good password. Put in another one. Okay, we don't like this. Here's, here's the one we suggest, and it's like CX15375. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to remember. Have your phone remember it. Well, then what's the point of that? And then... I have it in there, and I didn't save it. And they're like, you're never going to get a password back, ever. Forgot password? Yeah. That's sad. We're computers. We don't forget. So I just turned basketball back on. That's what it was about last night. Uh, And, yeah, it was fun. And also, uh, LeBron James uh, starting the season by getting thumped. I have a cute little nickname for LeBron. I call him the C-word. Only I just scream it at the TV all the time. And I realize that's my little pet name for him all the time. Every time he has the ball, if he makes a shot. I tend to just shout out, you, and it's just a great feeling. And he got stomped all over the floor last night, and it's going to happen a lot this year, and it's just great to watch because uh, he'll let Russell Westbrook and the rest of the Lakers take all the blame while he chases a record because LeBron's all about himself. That's why he's the the, – I call him uh, the coat. He's not the goat. He's the coat because he's the (laughs) of all time. He might be the biggest C-word in sports history without having committed crimes. Can't stand the guy. And it was just fun watching the Warriors, the superior team with the better player, just walk all over him and destroy him again and watch uh, the Lakers just fall into. You talk about a team that's off the radar. That's the best thing that's ever happened in sports. It's just awesome to watch that guy have to be on a really cruddy team. And he can try to carry him all he wants. He's a good basketball player, there's no doubt, but. He doesn't care about championships. He cares about LeBron's championships. He cares about LeBron. That's it. Uh, but tonight, the Suns are uh, going to try to, I don't know if they're going to try to get redemption, which won't matter, over the Dallas Mavericks right there at uh, Footprint Center, 7 o'clock, because uh, the Dallas already bounced them out. And it doesn't really matter if you beat them tonight. 
as far as like what it does for last year. They kicked your ass last year in the playoffs when it mattered. You beat them on opening day. That's for you. But they have to show up. If Dallas comes, imagine if Dallas just shows up again and beats them by forty-five and just. Whew, there will be something wrong with that. You can't have that happen again, but we'll find out if the fans care. I'm not so sure this fan base will be too fever-pitched about a six seed. I think they need a one seed or – they got spoiled by being forgotten and then suddenly in the championship, and then the next year they're the best team that's ever played in Phoenix. I think that no matter what they do this year, the fall-off is going to disappoint the very fringe fan. I'm in. See, yeah, I don't. I see most of the people um, just saying, "We made the playoffs. Just make the playoffs." That's what you think people are wanting. I don't think so. Whoever. Well, I don't. Th- well, because I think there's a lot of uh, fans that don't realize, or the the seating thing doesn't make a difference to them. Well, They're I mean, like, "Well, we're in the playoffs." Would they be fans? I get to go though? more more games and yeah, see I the gorilla. I think if you're a fan of a team. You're not aware of seeds. Like, if you're not aware of seeds, you're just one of those people that's going to show up when, yeah, when they have 12 a- wins. But will the people who have jumped on and are like, you know, bought the gear and did the stuff and ran in, are they going to stick around? Well, would you? I, I will. Uh, you know, because I understand that basketball is not – you're not going to win 65 games every year. You're certainly not going to do that. So if they win 53 and they're in the mix. That's the goal. The goal yeah. is to make the playoffs, you know. Yeah, but I mean, we've been spoiled. Championship run out of nowhere, and then the best team in the league. This will be the fall off year a little bit, but you know, it's still we would you would take that as a fan had they not done this miraculous nonsense for the last couple seasons. I see it um, a little more dramatic for sure if they do not make. The oh, if they don't make the playoffs, then people That's, the whole thing gets broken up. Yeah, yeah. If they, if they miss the playoffs, the whole thing's over. They'll make the playoffs unless there's injuries and stuff. But I just want to know how the fans are going to be. They tentatively. Uh, await a championship that they have not earned. Me included. Like, I got on this thing. In the bubble thing, I thought, this will be fun again. Like, these guys are fun again. And then the next year, who expected it? No one. And now you're kind of like, all right, now we're one of the good. Now there's expectations. The worst thing in the world you could have in life is expectations. Because it's only going to disappoint if you don't meet them. I think the expectations are super high. But most people know. They're not. They're not going to run a sixty-four win season again. We'll see, but it's still fun, and it's back, and it's with the Cardinals playing the way they're playing, and the Diamondbacks doing what they just did. And the, you know, the Coyote season started, right? Yeah, that's nobody cares about that at all. This is all. This is the only game in town. This is it. Uh, Mercury. A what? funny moment last night too, because the Golden State Warriors got their rings before the game, and they had a big ceremony on TV. How'd they look? Oh, my God. It's not a <laughs> ring. It's a coffee table with a bunch of uh, just – it's it's uh, gold diamonds, which I've never seen, yellow diamonds, like in that many of them. I've never seen it. Uh, it's If you are one of the four players on the Golden State Warriors, you got this 3D, like, diorama that lives inside the ring of uh, all four of your – uh, Larry O'Brien trophies in there, plus the Golden Gate Bridge is in it. The logo's there. It's it's unbelievable. And I'm looking at this, and they're like, the ring itself costs like seventeen million dollars, and each one of is worth a gajillion dollars. And then Steph Curry came out and talked to the crowd about how it was Brittany Griner's birthday yesterday, and that we all need to keep her in our hearts. And she was uh, wrongfully incarcerated. I'm like, well, not necessarily wrongfully, but she's been there for a long time. Says it's 240 days. Uh, and we need to remember that Brittany is there, 
and uh, we all need to fight to get her out. And my friend Colin made a great point. He goes, sell your ring. She'll get out in a heartbeat. <laughs> give, him the, give him the money. Trade for it. Yeah, trade, trade the ring. Go, go sell it. Take the money and go get Brittany. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Well, I'm not, not giving away my, my championship ring. That's crazy. To, I love her, but she can rot in that jail. Uh, I'm keeping the ring. And he's right. If they sold their Golden State as a team, really cared, like they, they made the fans clap, and that's really all it's about. There's no action. It's all like lip service. Like, yeah, we talked about Brittany. That's pretty good stuff, what we did out there. You guys realize you have probably $100 million worth of rings right there. Your team is going over the luxury cap this year, and you're, uh, you're going to be a $430 million payroll. You guys want to take a, a pay cut? And we'll go get Brittany with that if you guys are interested. Oh, no, 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 we're not that serious about it. She, can, she did have the weed. I mean, there should be some, <laughs> some ramifications, some repercussion. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yeah, they're not giving up anything. Come on, man. I just want to talk about it. What they want is someone else to do something about it. This is someone else's job, but I'm mad about it. You're not that mad. If you've got the resources. I did my job. Right. If you've got the resources to fix it, at least attempt to, or make an offer, then make it if you care that much. But otherwise, you're not. Otherwise, you don't really care that much. Steph Curry is like, oh, that's too bad. I feel kind of bad about that. Have you seen my new ring? And it's that's where it ends. I'll, hey, look at what, I'll uh, say something. Bron Bron did with China. Got them involved in a lot of stuff. He was powerful yeah. enough to Bron sway Bron things. Went over there and told China, "I'll be a good uh, ambassador for you guys, and never say a bad word about you." John Cena's done the same thing. If you really cared about Britney and you had that much cash and push, you wouldn't be going, "Man, Joe Biden should do something about this." <laughs> he really should. <laughs> like you could make a couple of calls and go, "If I gave." $20 million to the Russians? Well, you're going to fund their war? I'm like, do we want her out or not? You're the ones making her a political prisoner. If, if you want her out, we can get her out. If you don't, that's it. Because they'll take money. They would because right now it would be a little tougher if he went over there and like, hey, I wanted to pop by and ask if you could free right. Britney, and then I'm going to drop off the billion-dollar check to Ukraine. <laughs> right. Uh, sure. And head back. Yeah. Match the offer. Another, another guy can sell, and we'll give Ukraine equal amount. We'll keep it dead even. We got Britney back for a few million, and then we gave Ukraine the exact amount, so we're, we're exact same spot as where we started. <laughs> we're going even Stevens yeah, this we're, month. We're going to match whatever we give to you to Ukraine, and that way nobody's got the upper hand. From the from the you know everybody cares fund, nobody really cares. Brittany is a Brittany is a a, a nice little sales pitch. And whether or not she's in jail, you know that's because she's supposed to be debatable. I think the punishment's a little harsh, but it's their punishment. We got people who've been sitting in an Alabama jail for years for weed. I didn't see anybody on the NBA floor screaming about how wrong that was. Her prison team's undefeated right now. Is that right? Yeah, Brittany's... Uh, well, I can't imagine gonna, they had a matching center. They're going to play the security guards at the <laughs> end of the season. Still, another 6-8, you know... The mean machine yeah, is going to yeah. take them on? I would like to see that. You get a 6-8 woman in a ladies' prison, they're going to win most of the prison championships, <laughs> at least in hoops and probably volleyball and uh, putting stars on Christmas trees. 
in that communist godless mess. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it was just fun to watch that whole charade go by once again. Then I go down to Footprint Center, and I see the big banner on the side, we are VG42, and... Are we? Because I'm free to do whatever I want. I, I don't think I feel. I don't think I relate to her whatsoever. You make me think about her every once in a while, and then what you make me think of is the inaction of pro sports to even try to make this a thing. The NBA can't do anything, at least with money. We can't fund them. Then you don't care. Then it's bigger than her, and she's going to rot in that cell. Think That's what you're saying. Juice. They got plenty of juice. They're billions of dollars. They could. They're not going to give it all up, but they've got they've got enough to uh, pique the interest of the prison and the you know judicial system of Russia to say, hey, why don't you let Brittany go for a fee? And if they don't, at least you made the effort. You know, if Steph Curry said I sold my ring and I went over there with the money and I tried to free Brittany and they wouldn't do it, or I sent somebody to do it and they, they said no to the cash, they want their whole. And then then you've made an excellent. Uh, position out of they're holding her as a political prisoner there's i mean they're not interested in actually letting her go look at that thing oh, that thing is bland now that that ring is not one that clay draymond andre iguodala and steph curry have because where the number is on the ring we're looking at it there uh they have four trophies in oh, diamonds okay. there are 43 encrusted diamonds in the middle of that to uh for steph curry's 43 point performance because he was the mvp of the finals and uh i mean it's ridiculous the thing looks like You'd hang it on a wall. If somebody handed it to you, you'd think it was like a wall clock. It's massive. It's got to weigh like five pounds. It's huge. It's stunning. Wow. So yeah, give up one of those things. Give up all four of those. And on the four the money pawn, they'll, they'll, yeah, they'll money take care pawn of it. Yeah. Do, yeah. Byron will help you out. Yeah. They got some bling in there. <laughs> you get uh, four of those, you throw it out there, and you say, instead of rings this year, we're just going to get some money to try to get Brittany out. And when Russia says no, everybody like, man, Golden State, re- that's... That's putting your money where your mouth is. Truly is. And you come back and say she's a political prisoner. I mean, Steve Kerr's dad was an international ambassador to the Middle East. If anybody would know how that stuff works, it's him. So he could come out and make a statement. But, yeah, I love that the NBA tries that stuff. I love that, you know, stop hate, end racism. It's just it's spray-painted in end zones, and that's where the, the work ends. It's also artificial. Sports doing their part. Just stop racism. Oh, okay. How? I don't know. We spray paint in the end zone. That's, that's where we stop doing stuff. In. It's on the back of the helmet. It looks great. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just, I wouldn't want uh, love wins on the back of my football team's helmet. Like you see those guys that have that end hate. Mm-mm. Hate the opposition is what I have all over the back. I hate the guy Together across Together we me. can. Yeah, the guy across from me is a dick. I hate... On football, I don't want some love fest going on on my hat. We don't have hearts as logos on teams. Forget it. It'd just be kind of funny and more entertaining if you saw on the back of that helmet, Slump Buster or something yeah, you know, yeah. like that yeah. on there. Fat chicks rule. <laughs> no fastbacks. Yeah, no fastbacks. <laughs> I like my huge <laughs> on the back of a hat. I don't want to see end hate. Meanwhile, you're getting up and you're barking in some guy's face. You're in a fight. You're in the middle of screaming at somebody. You got end hate written on the back. You hate that guy. I want my team to hate the opposition, at least for that week. <laughs> hate in moderation. That's what their helmets should say. Hate appropriately. Yeah, that's the better way. 
Uh, and uh, yesterday we started talking about uh, Paradise Mitchell and Pearl Adams, the two horrible human beings that robbed that mentally challenged uh, kid Kyle up there at the fries. And do you have the do you have the thing? This yeah. guy went out there to give Kyle money, which we thought would be great. Instead of you know doing anything you know that crazy, I got one lady that said uh, we should uh, attack the Paradise's parents Facebook page. I'm like no no no. If you know her at work, just walk by and go, great job on the kids, and just let them know that we know you're a bad mom. You, you have to be. Your kids wouldn't do that if you weren't. But uh, go out and give Kyle, the mentally challenged kid, some dough out there at the fries, the one that got robbed, right? So we got this guy. He actually- Yo, good morning, guys. Longtime listener. Appreciate you guys each and every morning. The story about Kyle Schmidt, I was actually just at the fries at 90th Street and Shea to donate to him. There were actually a couple of other ladies there trying to do the same, but he is taking some time off because he is understandably shook up over what happened to him. He is even thinking about transferring to another store. Now, those two disgusting pieces of scum, Paradise Adams and Pearl Mitchell, That's right. need to have their names drugged through the mud for all of eternity. Agreed. And their parents need to be reminded each and every day of what an amazing job they did raising these two pieces of trash. <laughs> so please keep spreading the love about Kyle. Um, they didn't have a day when he was going to return. And also keep spreading the hate about Paradise Adams and Pearl Mitchell. Exactly. All right. Take yep. care, guys. And this is rock. what happens in our beautiful city if you rob a Down Syndrome kid in a parking lot at a fries. This is what happens to you. Nice job, though. So yeah. evidently, Kyle's taking some time off. So if you wanted to drop some, well deserved. Off, well deserved. I, mean, I think so that, yeah. too. So uh, if you were going to be like us yesterday and drop it off, put your money where your mouth is, and let's get his uh, bank account back up to that seven hundred dollar plateau, and maybe even a little further. This could be one of those moments where you feel good about a GoFundMe, where it gets up to like thirty five thousand dollars, and you're like, good. Because a lot of times you see those people, you know. Their, their toaster got stolen, and then something happens, and for some reason they, they make $150,000 in a GoFundMe. The one guy that wanted a casserole. A Remember the casserole guy? Yeah. He's like, I don't have enough money to, to get myself a casserole today, and I really wanted to make one. Like $163,000 because it was kind of a niche thing, and everybody kicked in, and then it got to be like a fun game. How high can we make this go? Jesus. So this one's for Kyle. I don't know how GoFundMes work. You can start one of those your way, own way, but. Uh, just go drop it off. Hand it over to him. But he's not there right now. Taking a break. They might transfer him to a place where uh, I did. The guy that uh, emailed me found uh, Paradise Mitchell and uh, Pearl Adams <laughs> Facebook pages. Really? Oh yeah, they're not bad. They look pretty good. Oh, which is the worst out. part of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And then one's like, I don't know if this is her mom or not, but this is what we could harass her. I'm like, no, no, no we're not looking to harass people. Just if you happen to know them. Sorry, kids on TV last night. <laughs> I heard about them on the radio this morning. They're famous. Great job. What a story. Oh, your kids are amazing. You just stand next to the desk and do this. What are you doing? Just, I'm clapping for mom of the year is what I'm doing, I think. <laughs> your little angel did great. Yeah. Yeah, your dreams have come true. You've got yourself a viral superstar. Please walk away from my desk, Todd. No. I've never seen a mother this good. <laughs> Excellent work. Hey, if when Paradise gets out, tell her about me. I'd love to date a little ass like that. She's a go-getter. Thanks, Todd. That's enough. 
Anyway, so a good job by that guy for firing yeah, over. He, Brian he, Hawkins. Right, right as the end of the uh, show happened, he fired that over to us, and we were Brett and I were giggling profusely at that. that people were actually standing there waiting to pay him, which is even better. Hopefully Kyle can get back to work knowing that the whole city's behind him. That's it. No bandwagon jumpers on Kyle, that's for sure. He's undefeated. Uh, it's 6-11. Well, he's got one big loss, but uh, at least it, they got him. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800. A good one. And we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! It's out of control now. 98 You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric's FamilyBBQ.com.